he came from Barcelona, so he's surely got to start showing some pedigree. Welcome to FPL AU, your one-stop shop for everything FPL. Join us each week for the highs and lows of FPL points, hauls and flops. Let us bring out your inner maverick and we'll find you those FPL gems. My name is Luke and this is my co-host, my main man with me today, Benny. How are you, mate? Yo! Excited to be here, big man. Um, thanks for everybody who's been listening to us. Really appreciating the support. One of the things I want to go through um, this week again is the Maverick pick definition, um, which we use to to pick our Mavs. That's an unorthodox differential fantasy-style pick, which some people may not have the cojones to pick, but if they go off, they could haul and make you an FBL legend. Um, They are also, as a little caveat there, under 10% owned, so we'll be finding you them them stat, stat differentials as well. Um, follow us on Twitter, guys, at FBL Australia, uh, and feel free to jump into our um, FBL league as well, which we've got up to 60 players at the moment, mate, which is pretty exciting. It's a competitive league too. There's some good managers in there because we're not we're not up the top just yet. No, no, we're uh, we're, we're we're still struggling. Um, I might be bringing a map pick this week. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Definitely. Um, but yeah, let's should we jump into some maps, mate? Yeah, well, actually, I'd love to do a recap on on our picks last week because all of us hit some hit some gold with the players that we called out. So if you can think way back to the fortnight ago when we were picking um, for game week three, we had St Maximum and Pascal Gross from with you, Benny, and then I went with Adam Armstrong and Jimenez. St Max popped up for a goal, and so did Adam Armstrong. So we did. We did pretty well there. You finished on eight points and I, I got seven. Unfortunately, we got blanks for, for Gross and Jimenez, but still both players are passing the eye test there. So if you stick with them, those picks, I'm sure you'll be you'll be picking up points in the future. Just to add on with Jimenez, there is a bit of a caveat over the some of the international players and, and Mexico is one of the teams that could be looking at sanctions. So... You also hit your Benny's bargain bucket with Tanganga. Popped up for a clean sheet. Another clean sheet for Tottenham. Again, I think they were pretty lucky, but Crazy. He, he got the points there. And Mitch's Mavcat, I went with Callum Wilson, and he came popped up with a nine-pointer. So that was a good captaincy differential. Although he has done his Wilson thing, and now he's got another injury. So looking <laughs> like he'll be out for this week. He, he kills me. He's going to have to go on my list of players that um, I, I can't trust anymore because I just love what he brings to the table. But you just can't have those types of players dropping in and out of your squad with injury as regularly as he does, which is a bit of a shame. When does Antonio go next? <laughs> he's due, isn't he? Them hamstrings. No, nah, I'm, I'm saying he's a beast this season. He's He's fitter than ever. He's, he's, have you seen the, the headlines of it, that he's come out with, the quotes saying that he's improved his diet, you know, he's not eating junk food anymore. So his hamstrings are made of, of, of iron now. Rather than poppadoms. Stick with him. <laughs> <laughs> he's in for a huge breakout FPL season. All right, Benny, shall we jump into the Mav picks for game week four? Who's your first pick? I'm going to jump right in with your favourite player of all time. He's the, the most unluke 
like player. Can you uh, hazard a guess? <laughs> I've, I've got nothing this morning. All I've got is Ronaldo on my mind. I'm sorry. <laughs> Chris, Cristiano brain. Um, I'm going to go with uh, Ismail Sar. Oh, no. <laughs> For Watford. Um, and my reasoning behind that is mainly because of his um, his first week where I think he tore Matty Target an absolute new a-hole. Um, and just at home, I feel like he just takes on the crowd and just wants to show, give him a show. He's dangerous. He's a midfielder. I think he's the only real threat that Watford have going forward that's sort of guaranteed. Not guaranteed, but as close to guaranteed as possible. Um, I know they've got some interesting um, options in Dennis and the the lad Cucho popping up when he comes on, but I feel like he just looks unplayable and he looks like that that type of player to have a bit of a breakout season in the Premier League. Maybe a break because he's at home and Watford traditionally, well, historically have shown that they're a more exciting team at home, but I just, he's he's one of the guys that, Yes, he passes the eye tests. He he had a huge opening game week. Matty mm-hmm. Target got Matty Target got dumped for that next for the game week two fixture that they had. <laughs> He's back in the team now, so yeah, that it'll be interesting when they match up um, in in the next in the game later on in the season. Watford Villa, but Watford the the question the main question I have with you, and this is my problem with Saar. Yeah, he passes mm-hmm. the eye test, um, and and. Potentially, like they've got a more settled front front line now. They they offloaded two strikers in the window, including Deeney. Mm-hmm. So I think they'll be settled on King and Dennis up up top and out wide. So they're a bit more settled now. They know what their strongest lineup is. But do Watford have goals in them? That's my problem. No, I definitely do. But I think at home and through Ismail Assar, they do. I think he he generally turns up at home and. I, f- I feel like four four point seven percent owned, like he's totally mad. Like he's he's been spoken about on, on Twitter and in conversations that we've had. But yeah, I don't think many people are going to have him. He's got a beautiful run. Like he's got greens for for days. Mm-hmm. He's got wolves at home, Norwich away. You telling me Ismail Assar can't score at Norwich away, and then they got Newcastle home. So. Yeah, he's he's in he's in my team for the for the next three. Um, I was close, to be honest with you, with going with Damari Gray for this first pick, but um, okay. I, I, just something in my gut just says okay. Ishmael Asar. Well, it's done it for you in the past. Um, I guess he's on he's on penalties as well, so that's a yeah. that's a positive point. Um, so yeah, I just can't have I can't deal with Watford players. I can't have them in my team, but. He is a perfect pick, 6.0. If you're wildcarding, if you're changing up your team, if you need to downgrade to upgrade it to a premium striker, he's a perfect player because we're, this is the type of guy we're looking for. Low-owned, um, good price point. There are options up and down within that price range as well. So you've got, you've got outs if, if you're not liking what you're seeing, but mm-hmm. they've got the fixtures. He's the talisman. He's on penalties. So... I can't knock you for that pick, but it's just, it's definitely not one for my team. And, and this is the thing, right? There's players around him that you could get to or have or already have, like Ben Rama, who have scored more points. But mm. 
I think the formula here for me is just his run of games and his run of games at home. And he is so quick on the break. He's kind of what I want in a fantasy football player. Like he's going to be shooting, not crossing. Yeah. He's going to be getting yeah. the ball, not not playing the ball well, through. That actually, in game week one, I think it was for for his. It was it was the goal he scored. He probably should have squared it up, but he didn't. He took the shot, and, and yeah. he did get a little bit lucky to convert it because there was people waiting in the box. But I like that instinct, and he's he's shown in the past that he can be explosive too. So there might be the odd game where he could bag a goal assist or or a double like. Or, he showed that in game week one. So good luck he's to you, my friend. For a, he's pushing for a January transfer as well. So I always like backing players that are doing that. Yeah, they're trying to show something, aren't they? Okay. Yeah. Mate, I've, I've gone for a Mav that um, he's he plays for Chelsea. So I'm looking at Kai Habits here for my first Mav pick because he's only 6% owned. And he's wow. a yeah, he's, he's low owned and he's and he's 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 unders in price. He's only eight point three now, so he started at eight point five. So a couple of extra dollars saved there will help you upgrade further into your front line and midfield uh, for on the premiums there. So what I'm liking about Habits is that he came on and showed like they were a better team when he came on against Liverpool after that red card. So his movements, um, he's he's already f- formed a really good way of working with Mount with Lukaku in that front line there. So he's definitely in the, like he's, he's no doubt within their strongest 11 and the Chelsea are going to embark on a, a strong run. We know from, from that game week seven, but if you don't want a wild card and I want to hold my wild card for as long as possible. So if possible, I don't want a wild card in game week five, game week six, game week seven. So if I start bringing in Chelsea players early, they've got a great fixture this week. They've just had, um, Habits is available, so there's no threat of him not playing. Um, so he's playing just in behind Lukaku. But if if there's any issue with Lukaku and this thigh injury, then Habits goes into that number nine role again. So there's a, another positive there. So I'm really seeing the only threat on this pick is potentially in future when they start playing more European games that we might see a bit of rotation. Mason Mount perhaps is more nailed, but Habits definitely is the... The lower-owned player, he's at a, a good price point where you can jump down if you need to, but he's potentially more explosive, and that's the, that's the type of pick that we want here. So I'm thinking about getting on habits before Chelsea's good run. So that, mm. that's the key reasons behind that pick. Yeah, mate, I actually love that pick, and um, I was having a play around, a cl- classic tinker, um, and I just, I just really rate Havertz as a player. Um, I think he's he's got that explosiveness. He's got that high ceiling that you want. You know, he could easily haul. He could score an assist. You know, he's not totally greedy. Um, he could feed Lukaku as well as getting one himself. Um, and even even backing him in against the likes of Tottenham. You telling me Havertz cannot score against Tottenham? Yeah, Pe- people see. I swear, people just look at the colours in the fixture ticker to tell them if that game's tough or not, but. Chelsea, they're the best team, well, currently they're the best team in the league, best mm-hmm. team in Europe, mate. <laughs> yeah, so there you go. Tottenham have looked like they should have conceded in every game. Somehow miracles have been favouring them and they've kept clean sheets the whole way. But, yeah, Chelsea, they've got Villa, they've got top Spurs and then they've got the tough, it'll be a tough game against City, but that could be 
yeah, we don't know what type of game that 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 will be, but I'm looking forward to that one in three weeks' time. Yeah, that should be a cracker. I think that could um, really blow the Premier League open because if Spurs win that, then, geez, Spurs could be a contender. Huge. Uh, mate, my, who's your mad pick for two? Yeah, and I don't think you're going to get this ever. We could be here for hours and you never get this, so I'm not going to make you guess this one. But I've gone with somebody which probably a lot of people haven't heard of. Um. And it's a player for, for Brentford in Rico Henry. He's their um, left wing back. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. I knew because he did some, did he get an assist in the first game? Yeah, I think he did. Um, and I, I watched that first game because, and it's the only, it sounds like I've just been going off first game week picks here. Um, <laughs> but I watched that, that's the only Brentford game that I've watched in detail. And I just yes. really liked him because... He gets up and down. He's got the engine. He's going to be putting in deliveries. So I think he he he, he could be a player at four point five. That it was could be a bit of an enabler as well. It, it was Pinnock that got the assist in the first game, but um, Henry looked looked dangerous the whole the whole time. He he plays quite mm-hmm. high, so yeah, yeah. Rico Rico Henry, that's his name. Yeah, I remember hearing that. Uh, the commentator talk about him because I didn't know much about him either. Like we've mentioned previously, I don't keep too much. I don't look at the championship too closely, but no. he definitely looked like uh, he belonged in the Premier League. Mm-hmm. And and you know, like fixtures all aside, yeah, you've got Brighton at home. You could see this week easily getting that. That could easily be a nil nil or a Brentford pick pinch of one nil. So that's a clean sheet for you. Um, mm. And if he's putting balls in and whipping balls in, similar to maybe how Luke Shaw will for for Ronaldo, I know that's on an, another level, but um, Tony could be getting on, on the end of some crosses. Um, yeah. And I think he's Tony's nailed them to start. So Tony's off the mark now as well. So hopefully we'll see more goals from Brentford. They were very, um, they're an attacking minded team and they attack in numbers. So they're they're really good to watch. That that mm. first game against Arsenal was insane. The the energy in that stadium, it was just, what a game. Okay, mate, for my second pick, I've gone with one of my old boys is um, Nelson Semedo. So 4.9 mil, again, he's, he's dropped down in price. People are jumping off him. He's just under 2% owned now as well. Um, no one in Wolves has got any returns yet. So the, the, the challenging thing is that the Wolves... I keep calling them wolves, but in my mind, I go back to our pre-season pod, they're the Wanderers. <laughs> I'm still fuming over that. <laughs> Love it. So they've, they've definitely passed the eye test. Um, and what I'm loving about Semedo is how high he's been playing. I've been looking at, at, at his heat maps, and he's one of the furthest playing um, players in the, in the team in the last couple of weeks. He's a lot higher than Marcel uh, on the other side. So... There's definitely some potential there, and he's been he's, he's been one of the more creative players um, in in the actual Premier League in terms of crosses. So there's a lot of creativity there, and mm-hmm. someone in this Wolves team is going to bring in the points. They've just Absolutely. been something is going to happen. But that was the only um, point of contention around this is that I can't tell you where the points are going to come from. So we've seen Traore going crazy but doing nothing. 
Mm-hmm. Um, Jimenez, there's, there's question marks on whether or not he'll start this week. And, you know, is he, has he got his self-confidence back? But Semedo has just been building and building and building. He's absolutely secure in terms of zero threat of rotation. He's playing well. He's playing with confidence. Uh, it's his second season now in the Premier League. So he's the most reliable pick there. And, and Wolves are going to keep clean sheets in this red-hot run that they've got. It starts off with Watford, Brentford, Southampton, Newcastle. So there's four fixtures straight off the bat. You put this guy in, I'm, I, I think they can get at least two clean sheets there. If not, they're a chance at four. The way they set up, the way they're playing. So he's just... He's the most reliable pick, and I think you'd go with him over their keeper star, for example, because there's a lot, there's more 4.5 options there. So, um, Semedo 4.9, uh, he could be that enabler in the back line to partner with Trent and Shaw to, to enable you to keep moving funds into the more premium players in midfield and striker. So, he's one you just plug in, set and forget. Great price point, yeah. But I, I don't mind that at all. Um, and you think looking at Semedo and his background, like he came from Barcelona. So he's surely got to start showing some pedigree. Um, I feel like he probably take it, it took, um, you know, a season to adjust to the, to the rigors of the Premier League. I was looking at some of his shape because he was really, uh, you know, his positioning in Wolves. And one of the things that I like um, when he doesn't have the ball in the wing and, and the Wolves are counterattacking. So if, if Traore burst forward, say, um, he actually likes to underlap into the box. So, you know, rather than overlap and, and get round him, he wants to bomb in and make that run mm. and take that first touch. If just in case Jerry decides to pass or whoever's on the wing decides to pass, that he's going to break into the box and he's actually going to be the person that's going to assist. Or he could just be there to to pick up the scraps if Jerry has um, had a shot, for example. So, yeah, he's very close to my team at the moment. I think there's, there's, uh, an option at 4.9 with um, Tierney for Arsenal. But it's yes. just whether or not you're in the Wolves camp or the Arsenal camp. Mm-hmm. I uh, trust Wolves, friend. Yeah. <laughs> don't go near Arsenal. Yeah, I think we don't go near Arsenal. Until until we see them Yeah, until we see them pump Norwich, I don't think we go near Arsenal. So I love that pick, mate. Yeah. Samato so got three assists last season and I'm, I'm, he could at least double that. I'm thinking he could get up around that seven, eight, nine assist mark. That's that's his his type of ceiling. And forgive me, you probably said this, but um, what was his ownership again? 1.9%. Wow. So he's not even 2% owned. Mm. Boom. So that's why he's a great differential. Uh, and just the fixtures are insane. And I trust the Wolves' defence. I think they've been showing some really good signs. They've been slightly unlucky at both ends of the pitch. So... Yeah, I think you'd be crazy if you were wildcarding and didn't have a, a one Wolves player in there. I wouldn't, I wouldn't overload on them just because of the risk around. You don't need to know where the points are going to fall, but that's why I'm backing um, Semedo at 4.5. He's got attacking returns in his locker. Um, and, and Kilman and Cody in the back line at 4.5 are a little bit more of the, the boring type picks, but Semedo all day. Off topic, mate. Uh, and this might help a lot of managers, including myself. Who are the top two players in defence that you should have, in your opinion, right now? The first two names on the team sheet. In your fantasy team's defensive team sheet. 
Trent would be number one. Uh-huh. And my number two is is Reese James. Um, he's suspended for this week, so it kills me. Uh, because if I was wildcarding, I would have him in there. What what he has shown, and there's less rotation risk now um, on on his side. I think Alonso and Chilwell Chilwell look like they'll be rotated more. So there's more threat on those players. Um, Reese James just looks ready to break out this season, and if he's given more game time. We know he can score goals. We know he can assist. We know he plays high. Chelsea, one of the best teams in the league. They've now got a potent number nine up top. I can foresee big returns for him. He'll be my team come game week seven. I like it. Cool, mate. Very cool. You're getting wild card tips off me for free. Mate, that's the whole point of this pod, no? <laughs> I hate this pod because we're giving away all our underground <laughs> tips that, that no one used to have. Ah, <laughs> oh, no, we've got to help the people, mate. No, it's good to share. So I'm picking up Benny's bargain bucket pick this week. So who I've gone with here is one of my boys from West Ham, Pablo Fornals. And I'm spewing that I didn't go with him over Jared Bowen. I picked Jared Bowen because we picked him on the pod. <laughs> but Fornals has passed the eye test, and I just love what he's doing there. At six mil, he's only 2.5% owned. Mm-hmm. He's already bagged two goals, supplied an assist. West Ham are playing so attacking. It's just everything that he's doing tells me that the points could continue coming because he's bombing on in the box. Um, he's just he's, he's a perfect fit for that team. Mm-hmm. I love the way West Ham are playing and they're, they're creating chances all over the pitch. So the reason, one of the main reasons I avoided four nails over the last couple of weeks because I was looking for that. I didn't want Ben Rama because he was uh, overperforming his stats, whereas um, four nails um, and Bowen looked like they were far more threatening. Um, and the reason I didn't go with four nails is just talking to one of my very good mates who's been watching West Ham for majority of his lifetime. He he told me that the key to four nails is how he drops back and does a lot of cover work so Suchek can bomb on into the box mm-hmm. so that's why they're in, in the back of my mind I was thinking he wouldn't be he wouldn't be up in in those attacking situations as often so and I, I, I watched the last two games for West Ham and he does do a lot of that work but his engine is just crazy that he's always looking for that that opportunity to push forward and his recovery is just insane. That I don't know what West Ham have been doing, but they're Moyes is working miracles there. Their their ability to to maintain structure in key moments is is critical to how they play. Because if if one guy doesn't do their job, the whole thing breaks down and there's there's pockets of space that will be exploited. So they're working so hard, they're looking fit and Antonio's on fire. So they're playing really well. So They've got a couple of good games coming up, including Southampton this weekend. So I'm going to keep backing their players. And Four Nails is, is a low-owned gem. Yeah, fair play, mate. And with the Europa um, rotation, I guess he's not going to be affected because you could just bring in someone like Yarmolenko and he can play that game for him. They've, they've got enough of a squad depth to cover the early stages of Europa. The only challenge will be is whether or not you know, that West Ham's in Europe now, mate. So a lot of their players will be wanting to play in those games. So that's the only thing we just don't know yet. Mm. So, you know, if 
there's talk that Antonio wants to start those Europe games because it's it's an it's a new stage for them, but they they can't play these players every game like that two games a week. So we just need to see how this unfolds. But for now, there's no reason to to think any any rotation will occur. Yeah, I think that's absolutely fair, mate. You're on Mitch's Mavcap duty this week, Benny. Mitch's wild here. Uh, I think with everyone jumping on, and that my my theory on this is everyone's going to jump on the likes of Salah, Antonio, um, and and as as a maverick differential pick mm. for captaincy, I think it's Harry Kane. I wow. think, yeah, he's under ten percent owned. Well, he would be because he's only just come back. Yeah, eight percent owned. Eight percent owned. Yeah, so. Um, thanks for, for bailing me out there because I, I shat myself that he wasn't under 10%. Um, but he scored again for England this morning. And he's just he's just Harry Kane. Like, he, I'm even umming and ahhing whether or not to, to start him this week over Ronaldo. And like, if it was any other player on this earth, maybe other than Messi, you mm. start Harry Kane and then bring in Ronaldo once he's actually played. But I'm still probably going to go with Ronaldo. Uh, but going back to Harry Kane, yeah, like I don't think we need to mention too much about him. He he's just a deadly finisher. He scored the highest amount of points in FPL last year and a, a, a Crystal Palace game. Who under Patrick Vieira don't look that great. They're not the Roy Hodgson Crystal Palace. Um, I think he can easily score a few goals. So why not have it's a look? Still- it still amazes me that Harry Kane, 37 attacking returns last season. It's just massive. He, his, his link-up play with Sony last year was, was great to watch. Tottenham, very attacking team. Uh, he, he should have bagged two goals against Watford last, in the last game week. He was looking dangerous. And I had him in the back of my thoughts as well until I jumped on the Ronaldo hype train. I just, uh, yeah. I, I, it'll be tough to not go with Ronaldo, but Kane nailed on. He's a proven Premier League product. Um, we don't know if how many minutes Ronaldo will get. I'm, I'm assuming he'll he'll at least get seventy. So um, he's, he's, he'll be starting for sure. But Kane, if you want to differentiate from everyone going Ronaldo, and we'll throw the captaincy on Ronaldo, jump on Harry Kane. Yeah, he's a good differential. He'll, he'll do some damage this week. Yeah, I agree. It'd be it'd be very like him to do that. If we look at the um, potential upsets on the cards, it's been t- tough the last two weeks. So um, there was no upsets again for two weeks running. Week, game week two, game week three, the results went as per um, as per ex- expectations. So this week, have you got any games that we should be targeting that could be upsets? <laughs> uh yeah, I really struggled this week, so I probably I'm going to hang my hat on my, my the, the previous pod on the sleeper picks and, and go with my boys and, and go with my upset at Leeds United at home. I please, think, please, please. yeah, I think we've got some in us. I think Liverpool at Ellen Road, packed Ellen Road. Yeah, I can just see it. And that could you kick need to have a response. Your guys need to have some form of response. They've been a bit bit flat flat for the first three weeks. Yeah. So hopefully Rafinha can play. Um, yeah, actually, that's, that's, that's still up in the air as it stands. 
um, the FIFA's imposed sanctions on on those Brazilian players. And the only one I read yesterday is that Richarlison may have given um, because of the his he stepped up and, and played in the Olympics. They've kind of given him a pass and said, no, nah, Richarlison's done the right thing in the past. We won't sanction him, but all the other Brazilian players have been sanctioned, Firmino, Rafinha. Um, so there's some some key names in there that we'll need to we'll need to keep an eye on. But there's there's no news at this stage, unfortunately. So we just don't know. I mean Charleston might get penalties then. If if Lewin's if Lewin's in <laughs> <laughs> I I heard after that debacle there that DCL gets the first penalty and if there's a second penalty in the game, then Richarlison's on pens. Oh wow. So like Rafa Benitez is like, now nah, now nah, children. <laughs> DCL gets the first one. Richarlison, Richarlison gets the second. Yeah. <laughs> and you're upset, mate. Who are you going for? It, like you said, it is tough to pick one out this week, but I've gone with with Leicester at home to Man City. So Leicester are heavily unfavoured just because they haven't shown a lot of great form uh, over the last couple of weeks. But they've already beaten Man City in that in the preseason cup. They set up well to hold Man City attackers at bay. So it really relies on well their two key centre halves. We're hoping Vestergaard is 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 in and fit. Uh, I haven't checked on the news on him. He's injured, I think. Yeah. So that means another start for Marty in the back line there. Um, Ricardo Pereira might have a, an injury doubt as well. Mm-hmm. So I'm clutching at straws here. But that looks like the one where, you know, you don't expect the result to go that way. But the players on the day, they pep up, something happens. Um, we could see something. But... Don't put the house on it. No, true. And it's funny that neither of us have gone for Arsenal, uh, Norwich against Arsenal. <laughs> I was tempted to, but I don't want to... Arsenal fans have copped it since since that opening game week, so we'll give them a little little bereavement leave here. Yeah, fair enough, mate. Um, nice one. Well, good luck with your tinkering this week. Mm. So I want to see what your, your final wildcard draft looks like, so... Post it on Twitter, Twitter, and we'll have a look at it. Yeah, that sounds good, mate. There's a few changes, and there'll be a few changes again. Love it. Let's do it. Good luck for game week four.